Hi, it's Chao Wen. I wanted to let you know that now we have a dedicated website for the podcast. It's straightforward, just theconductorspodcast.com. Check it out because now you can search among all the episodes or find topics based on the tags or groupings. And there are a lot of great extra resources that I put out there. Take a look and enjoy today's episode. Hi there, welcome back to season number two of the Conductors Podcast. And this is Chao Wenting, your host. In today's episode, we are going to talk about what's next. This is a common question that I got asked a lot and also the question that I asked myself over the years. So what's next? What am I going to do? What do I need? Where do I start to get to the next step if there is a next step? When I just started conducting, I just wanted to conduct. So I thought, oh, if I wanted to study conducting, I need a teacher. So I found a teacher and paid for private lessons. And then I was like, okay, so what? So what's next? I learned some repertoire, learned some techniques. And what's the next? I'm still not a conductor yet. And then I realized I needed people to conduct. I need musicians to work with. And so I started going to master classes and went to conducting programs. Finally got a job, had my own ensemble, start guest conducting. And, but this doesn't come easy and this doesn't come as smoothly as it might look like from the outside. So today I'm going to share these three tips or more so like three things to ask ourselves throughout our career and training to help us figure out, so what's next? A lot of time, a group of conductors would reach out to me asking me this question. They're usually people with a job conducting because they're an instrumentalist or because they are maybe, you know, a collaborative pianist, a church organist. They have the chance to conduct an ensemble or to work with some musicians already. They usually want to know, do I need to apply for a conducting program? Do I need a degree just to show I'm com- I can conduct? Or do I need to do something else? There is another group of conductors that often reach out to me who are um, maybe just starting out wanting to be a conductor or um, having some interest in knowing more about conducting. And they have the same question. Okay, I just wanted to start it. I just want to conduct. And where do I start? I believe there are three things that we should always consider and these three things should be very balanced that will help our um, growing as a conductor and also help our career. These three factors are one, your musicianship. You have to be a good conductor and that includes your techniques and your knowledge and we'll leave it for now. So you being a good conductor is number one. You have to deliver. You can get on the podium because you have a good connection or because you know someone or just because they needed someone there beating beat. But if you can't deliver, the musicians know. You know. The audience know. Maybe the board member don't (laughs) really know or the people hiring don't care. But you know. You can be a fraud forever. So the first thing is Am I a good conductor? Am I continue becoming a better conductor? The second thing is, 
we need to practice just like instrumentalists they practice their instruments singers learn their vocal techniques we need to practice so you need experience working with an ensemble no matter um, it's a choral ensemble it's an instrumental ensemble you need actual live musicians to work with you need experience and the third thing is you need network I'm talking about this very honestly you need to know people people need to know you because conducting is something a little more subjective um, we can hear someone playing out of tune we can hear someone's voice being louder than the other person this person can sing higher or lower than the others but sometimes the ensemble's performance doesn't completely reflect what the con uh, what the conductor's ability really is there are a lot of other factors into it so you need to know people and people need to know you so these three things are what i always come back to when i'm trying to figure out what's next and also what i ask people um, when they come to me with this question let's talk about the first part you need to be a good conductor and there are two parts in my opinion to this it's your knowledge and your ways of delivering your knowledge uh, to the musicians the knowledge includes the score studies um, your knowledge of the backgrounds of um, different styles your rehearsal techniques and your people skills and all that and the other side is conducting techniques not just about your baton techniques your hands but also how you deliver how you transform your ideas in your mind to influence those musicians in front of you so if you're not a good conductor yet or you can be a better conductor in some areas you need a good teacher or you need a group of uh, peers that will help you grow for a very very long time i know very very clearly i do not have good techniques i'm a good musician to start with so i usually compensate um, and i rehearse with other ways to help the musicians understand what i wanted what what i was hoping to achieve but it wasn't through my conducting and i always knew if i had better conducting techniques i would have saved a lot of times in explaining or in singing or in talking to others and because i could just have shown it but it's taken me very, very long time. It's taken me over 10 years to find the right conducting teachers for me. Um, so that's something really important. The second thing is you need an ensemble. That's a little easier for those group of conductors who already are working with them. And they can teach you a, a whole lot of things. And you can also teach yourself by watching your own conducting videos so start recording yourself even just with your smartphone always set a camera in front of you whenever you are conducting no matter you're conducting a concert a rehearsal even though you're still teaching the notes figuring out bowings or just reading text with your choir record yourself and watch yourself you will be you should be your best critic the third thing is um, well, before we talk about the third thing, um, networking, I wanted to say a lot of times when people are just starting out without an ensemble to work with, being in a conducting program is the easiest way of working with an ensemble constantly. So that's when I would suggest people 
if you don't already have an ensemble that you can work with, or it's a lot of hassle, it's a lot of money for you to always pay someone to always buy pizza and beg people to come play for you, that might be a way out. Because sometimes with a good conducting program, you can hit three birds in one stone. Um, you can have good teachers, you can have good podium time, and you can network with peers, with your teachers, with the te um, your teacher's friends, the guest artists you bring in. But not all conducting programs are so ideal. So you always wanted to look at those things. And the third is about networking. It's not only about your own network, who you know, but also who your teachers know, who your teachers bring in to work with you, who your friends' friends know, what kind of friends, what kind of musicians, what kind of artists they are exposed to that will connect you with, not so purposefully, you know, us to I'm connecting you because I wanted to conduct your orchestra in <laughs> in ten years. No, not in that way, but building genuine relationships. So, these are the three things that I always come back to. Am I in a stage where I'm much more comfortable on rehearsing an ensemble that I need good networkings? If so, I would reach out to a few people who I think who are great musicians, and I wanted to get to know them and see how I can be useful to their program, to what they're doing, make yourself contributing to other people's cause and their visions. Um, if I'm in a stage that's where I have been for many, many years, I keep looking for good conducting teachers. You don't find good teachers at the first time, which is totally fine. Um, we have different episodes uh, talking about finding conducting teachers. I'll link them in the show notes, but there's one with Caroline Walton. There's one with Talia Ilan. And also um, the one with Diane Wintry is so popular when she talks about like, conducting studies. The second one is working with an ensemble. If you don't already have one to work with, if you're not in a stage of being an enrolled in a program, school program, you can always find one. There are a lot of people here on the Conductors Podcast sharing how they started and maintained an ensemble, and I'll link them in the show notes as well. The last is networking. Remember, you wanted to make genuine connections and just be a true person. Um, Elizabeth Arscrim talked about um, networking skills and there were also bonus episodes when um, I asked 10 people what's their best networking um, tips that they have served them well. You know, people might reach out to their former teachers or they might ask people who they have assisted. Okay, do you have project next year that I can continue assisting you? Um, there are a lot of different ways to do this. But this is what I wanted to share with you today, the three things that I always come back to. And I hope this will also help you figure out what's next. See you next week. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.